Here's Blake to Roy. This is for the Hello and welcome into the Backyard Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Connor Scott, and as we all sit and wait for this sports lull to pass, the Backyard Blazers are determined to keep bringing you Blazer content to help pass the time inside. And this week we had the simple idea, invite some of our most knowledgeable Blazer fans on to draft a seven-round all-time Blazers players and coaches fantasy draft. And before I introduce our guests, I want to go ahead and break down how this draft is going to work. All right, so here's the basic rundown. It's going to be five teams, five guests that we've welcomed on, two of the voices I'm sure you're very familiar with, uh, seven rounds, and you're going to have to be, or you're going to be required to pick a coach, a Trailblazers all-time coach. Outside of that, the whole Blazers franchise roster, that's starting in 1970 up to 2020, every player is available, and we will be judging this draft more on their Blazers tenure. It won't take into account how they were before they came to Portland or whatnot. A good example, Scotty Pippen. We're not going to consider those Bulls years or the six championships, just what his contributions were to Rip City. Um, each team will have 30 seconds on the clock to draft their selections. And then after the drafts concluded, we'll take a little time, of course, let the let all five teams banter a little bit, decide who came out with the best franchise outlook for, I believe it's one single game. After I introduce our guests, we'll kind of establish what that is. And without further ado, let's get into those five teams drafting tonight. I, of course, your host, Connor Scott, will be playing role of the commissioner, moving things along, but drafting first tonight. It's one of your Blazer aficionados. You're used to hearing from him every week, and he's bringing the knowledge. It's KG, the big ticket, Kyle George. Following him, it's going to be drafting second, making her first appearance on the podcast, but always, always, always willing to provide her critiques to me, Kyle, and Tyler. That's Tana Bagenstoss. And third, your second Trailblazer aficionado, Agent 11. I just mentioned his sibling here, a little bit of sibling rivalry mixed into this draft. Tyler Bagenstoss and fourth, following him, back by popular demand. You know him on social media as the real CVD. That's Corey Van Domlin and fifth, a man whose mood swings with every make or miss of Rip City's round ball, making his first appearance on the podcast this season. The one, the only, Mr. Rocks. Derek Sanger. Alrighty, we know the names. Now let's get this draft underway. Kyle George, welcome in by the way, but we're going to put 30 seconds on the clock. I know we haven't heard from our guests yet. This draft is going to be, like I mentioned, seven rounds. It's going to be a little longer of a podcast episode, so we want to dive right in. Kyle, I'm going to give you the first chance to talk. You have first pick. I'll give you a, I'll give you a little 10 seconds to welcome. Everyone gets 10 seconds in the first round to say their hellos, and then we'll start your 30-second draft clock. How are you doing this evening, Kyle? Uh, doing great, Con. Uh, again, thanks for thanks for putting this together. We're on Zoom here, you know, staying safe. Um, I'm super pumped for this first pick, so let's get it going. All righty. Okay. It's short and sweet, and I like that. Good to mention also, Kyle's right, we're obviously following the federal guidelines, trying to stay safe, trying to stay even more than six feet apart conducting this podcast via Zoom. Our first attempt on that rather than the phones. Working well so far. Shout out to Corey Van Domlin and his wife, Megan Van Domlin, for supplying the premium Zoom membership. I'm sure you'll hear uh, lots from Corey, maybe even Megan later on in the podcast. Thanks, Connor. Yeah, you got, there he is. He can't resist. Kyle, uh, before I let Corey get rolling, I want to give you 30 seconds. First pick in the all-time Blazers draft. Sorry I didn't mention this earlier. This will be Snake. So, Derek, 
I know you're on the line. I know you're waiting for your chance to talk. Be ready for the fifth and sixth pick when we uh, swing it around to you. Kyle, 30 seconds starts now. Who's the first pick in the all-time Portland Trailblazers fantasy basketball draft? You know, it, it really came down to two guys for me, Connor. And, you know, growing up with Damian Lillard as my guy, you know, I really thought it was an obvious choice for me. Um, but then just looking into it a little bit more, you know, you see Clyde the Glide there. I'm rocking the Clyde the Glide jersey today. I, it was just a really tough decision. So, boys, Antenna, we still got to rock with Damian Lillard. Oh, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Number one overall. Mark it down. He's going to bring the culture to, to my team. He's already the greatest Blazer of all time. You know I'm not surpassing dame with the first pick and and kyle a fantastic choice there and just to fill the listeners in kyle had the clyde the glide on rips it off underneath the letter o damian lillard the jersey underneath uh, showing his true rip city fandom there but kyle i want to talk to you a little more about your selection here you mentioned your two choices being damian lillard and clyde the glide and a controversial figure despite being I think the Blazers' only MVP in franchise history, Bill Walton, once again left off in the first selection. Corey Van Domlin, I know you're biting your lip over there, Sidney Wicks. Um, K- Kyle, no no thought of Bill Walton here in the one slot. Had to go with Dame or Clyde. No, to me it came to Dame or, or Clyde just because, you know, Bill, well, the, the circumstances of the draft is that you're picking this player assuming that the, the level of skill when they were in Portland. I think it's – you know, Dame is obviously he's the all-time leading scorer. He's he's a fantastic three-point shooter. He's a fantastic leader. He's kind of the whole package. Brings all the intangibles. I just feel like he's the guy that I want. You know, leading my team and uh, you know really setting the tone at the top. I I think that's uh, a pretty safe and solid selection. I think we were all probably guessing one of three players coming off the board first there, and that moves us right along to Tana Bagenstoss. Tana, welcome on your first appearance on the Backyard Blazers again. As I mentioned. Um, You've been known to come on the Blazers podcast via critique in Lillard time. Uh, we know, of course, about your fabled fight at Oregon State University where someone came in saying, Hassan Whiteside, better than Yusuf Nurkic? Uh, tell me you took care of that kid, right? Yeah, that was um, controversial in my household. The The person still comes around every once in a while, which is upsetting. But I definitely put him in his place. I, I can tell if I know you, I know that dude's only coming around if he's changed his tune. So um, <laughs> let's get into your second You're pick correct. here. Only player off the board so far, Damian Lillard. So you've got the board wide open. Who's going right. to be your first selection? Um, that was a predictable choice by Kyle. I knew it was coming. So I prepared myself well, for a better but, choice. But sorry to interrupt you here. You did have a quick little side projection. Kyle might go with Zach Collins uh, sticking with yeah, the Gonzaga. That was just like, it's definitely in there. It, it, I thought he might. I thought he might shock the world. Surpasses his love for anything. I, I Wouldn't have been a bad pick. Wouldn't have been terrible. The future's there. The future's there. Wouldn't be okay. terrible if you're building for five years from now, I guess. All right, <laughs> Tana, go ahead. All right, anyways, the obvious first choice is Clyde the Glide Drexler. He's going to be on my team. I I, I think that's a smart choice. Kyle broke down a lot of the reasons Clyde the Glide was um, one in contention for his first choice there as well. Going off the board in the second selection here, Clyde probably the Blazers' best overall um, creator outside of Damian Lillard or maybe prime Brandon Roy. I I just want to know here, did any other players sneak into consideration outside of Dame Lillard um, if he was available? Um, so at first I had Dame as my number one just because I that's like an obvious he's our guy. But I was conversing with a friend and 
Clyde just seemed to be the most reasonable choice at this point if I want a winning team. And I, I, the last thing I want to ask you on that first pick is I know your father, Jerry Bagenstoss, is a huge Clyde the Glide guy. Uh, right. can, can you tell me, was there a little influence from a uh, more tenured Blazers generation on this second overall pick? You know, I did not you didn't call consult. my father, which I wow. probably should have. Wow. But I... Clyde was the name of our first doc, so, you know. Had to. <laughs> the choice was uh, literally built into you. I, I appreciate yeah. that. All right, Clyde the Glide Drexler, a good choice there going second. And Tyler, the sibling yep. rivalry is officially on. You're following Tana here. Your yep. first pick of the draft and the third overall pick of the all-time Blazers draft. Go for it. Yep. yep, thank you, Connor. And I just want everyone to know today is April 5th, 2020, and I am the first one out of each contestant to wish the judge of this Damn it. Your uh, fantasy draft, a happy birthday. So happy birthday, Connor. Scoring major um, points, Ty. I'm to get that out there first, and I hope you take that into consideration. It will. It's oh, noted. It's One been way noted. to win right there. <laughs> second of all, second of all, with my pick, I'm going with none other than Brandon Roy. Yes. I need wow. a player from the Portland Trailblazers that is going to get me a bucket in crunch time when the playoffs, when, when the moments are biggest. I need my guy to step up, and that's Brandon Roy, and I'll take him third, please. And and this is the most curious pick to me because we are all wondering, when is Brandon Roy going to show up on this draft board? Corey, uh, just to fill the listeners in, giving a little bit of a double bird there to uh, Tyler. I think he had his eyes on Brandon Roy here in the fourth slot. But Ty, want to go to you here. I, I just got to keep bringing up, Bill Walton was the only MVP in Trailblazers franchise history. Going to say it one yep. more time. Of yep. course, Brandon Roy is near and dear to our heart. Maybe all of our favorite Blazers, that's bold, but until Damian Lillard took it over, Brandon Roy held a very, very special spot in our heart. Did that contribute to your selection here, or is it based on the peak you saw him in the Trailblazers uniform skill-wise? Well, yeah, I just think with the first pick, it's important to get your leader of your team and someone that you can rely on to make clutch shots for your team, and that's Brandon Roy. And, yeah, I know, Bill, you know – Evolution, man. Brandon Roy's my guy. <laughs> I, I think that's smart. I, and evolution is the word because, you know, when I think Brandon Roy, I think he died for uh, us to get Damian Lillard pretty much in the <laughs> yeah. basketball sense. Yes. Like he was clutch yes. before, but unfortunately he was robbed of the career Damian Lillard is now having. Shout out to B-Roy. Great choice at three. I know that's going to be a sentimental, sentimental selection there. And as we move on here, it's the guy that was very upset by your choice, Tyler. Corey Van Domlin making his return to the Backyard Blazers. Corey, how you doing, and who you thinking at four? I'm doing great, Connor. I appreciate you guys having me on again, man. I want to say again, maybe to put it uh, more more uh, accurately, Brandon, Brandon Roy walked so that Dame Lillard could run. There it is. Um, That's the phrase I was looking for. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I was looking forward to having the natural on my team. Uh, you know, great leader that I grew up with. But that being said, with this fourth pick, I'm going to go with the big fella in the middle. Big Red Bill Walton is going to be leading my Thank squad, you. controlling the paint, just commanding presence in the middle. That's where we're starting, and that's where I'm going to be. The whole team is around that nucleus of the big fella, the big philosophical in the middle. And, and Corey, <laughs> you know, the question for me just jumps right off the page with that selection because – Let's call it back to episode three or four, I believe, when we're sure. looking back at the all-decades team for the Blazers. You were actually in charge of picking the MVP for the Portland Trailblazers of the 1970s era, that decade. You chose Sidney Wicks. Coincidentally, Bill Walton played his whole Blazers tenure in that same era. A change of heart over the last three weeks. Do you want to talk about that? It is more of the style of play that I'm looking for my team to establish. I need to start <laughs> with a guy who's going to dominate the paint, 
command defensive authority in the paint. Right. And I need a leader, a guy, a guy who's a leader of men who was who was under the tutelage of the great John Wooden, who understand a man who is almost as articulate as myself when coming to expressing his ideas and commanding teammates. Like I said, a leader of men who I could not be prouder to have taken with my first pick, the fourth pick overall, as you're well aware, Connor. Yep, I am well aware. And Corey, as they say, basketball these days is played from the inside out. Um, So I think that's a smart choice, building up your interior first, leaving the shooting towards later on. Three-pointers don't matter much these days. Moving right along to our final pick of the first round, that's Derek Sanger, Mr. Rocks. Rocks, I know you've been anticipating not only this appearance, but this selection more so more maybe more than a week i mean you tell us and we're excited to see you select here let's remind her quick off who went off the board first round kyle george damian lillard with the first pick tana followed him up with clyde drexler tyler took brandon roy and Corey bill walton derek that leaves you with the fifth selection final of the first round hit us with it all right yeah first off connor happy freaking birthday i'm happy to be a part of this on such a significant day of your life um, <laughs> thank you <laughs> Secondly, I significant because uh, you're all here. Brownie points for backyard me. Blazer fan since day one, so I am happy. I finally am a participant on the show. <laughs> Feels great. We've been saving you uh, for the right episode. We know you're oh, a yeah. GM at yeah. heart, so and I know. That. Show us oh. why. And um, lastly, uh, my the fifth overall pick, aka my first pick, I am going to have to go with the second best point guard of all time in the Trailblazers franchise history, and that is none other than Terry Porter. Oh! Nice snag. Nice Terry snag. Porter comes off the board in the first round. Okay, Derek. Things get interesting, folks. This is getting it very interesting. Made it to two NBA finals. I mean, obviously, Clyde was the leader of that team, but, you know, everyone needs needs a backup, and I, I think Terry Porter filled that position perfectly. They made it to two finals. Like I said, they had to face fucking Michael Jordan, obviously, you know. They, That's a tough if matchup. If was any other player, they would have won. <laughs> uh, we we would have won a finals that year. So, so, Derek, Terry Porter, an interesting selection here, but I think what I'm hearing from you is you're going for that veteran experience. You want to build your team right off the top with leadership and, and someone who's not going to buckle in those big moments. And, and you're starting to build it with Terry Porter, the original exactly. uh, sniper for the exactly. Portland Trailblazers. Can you expand a little bit on maybe your thought of how you're going to fill in your offense or how you see Terry Porter uh, – contributing to your offensive flow as this fantasy draft uh, resumes? Um, I mean, well, just because of the, the way he's able to spread the ball and the way he, or just because he has this uh, playoff experience making it all the way to the finals twice. I mean, come on. You I, can't I, complain about that. I, I feel like that's a big, big thing to build off of his playoff experience. Okay. I like that. And I think when you are uh, – you know, building a fran- or a fantasy draft around a franchise like the Portland Trailblazers, one championship in our uh, franchise history, you take any experience you can get early on. And so that's uh, an understandable pick. And it's also understandable because you can pack a second punch with your sixth pick here. Derek, you get a lead off the second round. Who are you taking with the sixth overall pick starting off? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just throw it out there real quick. Marcus Aldridge. Okay, there it is. I, I kind of expected him to come maybe fifth for you. So that that's it. an understandable selection here after your Terry yeah, Porter pick. Yeah, exactly. Terry exactly. LaMarcus with another star point guard, I see. You liked uh, what you saw yeah. from Damon LaMarcus. 
Oh yeah. No, it's, yeah. And like, I was definitely thinking about, you know, Rashid maybe in there at that power forward spot. Cause I definitely was always a big Rashid fan when he was on the Blazers. Hey Derek, can you keep other players names out of your mouth, please? Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just, I, I always respected LA. Um, I, I, I kind of, you, you had to respect his movement to San yep. Antonio too. You didn't have um, to. I sure uh, didn't. Um, <laughs> anyway, but I think that's a smart choice, Derek. You pack an offensive punch there, but we're moving right along to Corey Van Domlin. Started your roster off in the middle, Bill Walton. Who are you filling out around him, Corey? No, that's a that's a good pick. I like you taking the marshmallow. That's going to be an easy defensive assignment. <laughs> uh, a guy, a guy who when the, the when the going really gets tough, he'll probably fold and probably move on to another team. So I'm glad you took him. Um, that's why you drafted Terry anyways, Porter first? Back, yeah, back to a team that actually has uh, some real uh, some real heart in it. I'm gonna take, oh boy, a physical specimen in the middle, Jerome Kersey. Wow. Jerome Kersey a personal small forward. I want I want just six five. Oh, he traps. I want I want all of that Jerome Kersey in the middle. Whoever gets that defensive assignment, I'm sorry. Do not even think about getting points on him. Because our middle of the defense right now, you got Kersey and Walton. Are you kidding me? Good luck scoring. <laughs> So, Corey, at this point, it's safe to say you might have been a big fan of the throwback 90s Blazers. I mean, I'm thinking uh, Kevin Duckworth. I'm thinking freaking uh, who do we get from New Jersey? Jeez, I'm having a little. Buck Williams. Thank you. Buck Williams and Jerome Kersey just pairing together to make an absolute load in the middle there. And then you throw in Bill Walton. I'm thinking your defense is shaping up nicely. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. All right. Let's move it to Tyler Bagenstoss here. Tyler. We've seen some surprise picks. I think Jerome Kersey and Terry Porter so far selected not not too early, just I think a little shocking. There's a lot of good talent and Blazers still on the board. Where are you looking with your eighth overall selection? I'm looking at one guy and one guy only. I'm looking at scoring with a little tenacity, maybe mix things up down in the middle. Preach. Give me need Wallace. You need Rashid. I can't oh, believe nice. he's still here. You need Rashid. He's a scoring machine. He's not afraid of anyone. You got Brandon Roy and Sheed. That's something I like to see. That's dirty. Uh, hey, I'm sure Brandon Roy will be able to get Sheed under control. I'm sure there'll be no technicals. You know, Brandon Roy is such a <laughs> such a vocal leader. Well, it doesn't matter when you're ahead by so much, Corey. I, I love Brandon Roy. I'm just saying there was some something to be desired there with that leadership. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, going for more of the Jailblazer strategy of let's worry about talent first, off the court <laughs> fit second. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Stockpiling up on talent with Rashid Wallace and Brandon Roy. Um, Tano, we're moving along to you here. Started off strong with Clyde the Glide, a Hall of Famer for the Portland Trailblazers. Who are you pairing him up with with your second round pick? All right. I did a little research. I don't know if this is shocking because, as you know, I may not know the most about all of the past Blazers, but I am going with Kiki Vandaway. Oh, Ooh, love because it. Because if you wow. know, him and Clyde played together. They, I have like it. they mesh. They were known as the dynamic scoring duo. I've got points on my team and some chemistry, which we need as a Blazers franchise. We like the family. I'm going to back you on that, Tana, because I it's okay. known amongst the Blazer community that Kiki is one of the most underrated players, not only in Blazer history, but in NBA history. So I, I back you on that pick. I honestly thought I was going to maybe be able to snag him with my 10 or 11. It was it was a strategy. You tricked me with the Clyde jersey. If I didn't get Clyde, I wasn't getting Kiki. So I I worked out. 
There you go. She had a plan and she executed. You love me. <laughs> That's right, Derek. Uh, so just to, just to fill in the listeners here, Kiki Vandeweghe, because he was a little before our time, played for the Blazers 1985 to 1989, and in those four or five seasons, averaged 23 and a half alongside Clyde Drexler. Tana, great find there with Kiki. Kyle, I know you had your eyes on Vandeweghe yourself. Who are you following up with now that Tana sniped him off the board? You know, it's honestly just disrespectful that this player uh, was not picked in the top nine. I understand he was a little bit past his prime in Portland, but he still <laughs> was a bad mother effa, a top 50 player of all time, one of the greatest two-way players there to ever step on the floor. I'm taking Scottie Pippen, pairing him up with okay. Dame Dalla. He's not in his prime, so he doesn't need to be the go-to guy. He's played second fiddle to MJ his whole life. He's going to play second fiddle to Dame be my enforcer on defense, able to guard anybody. It's okay. honestly just a shame that Scotty fell to 10, and I'm so happy to have him. And Kyle, my question for you here, a great pick, I agree. Uh, you just rewatched the 2000 LA versus Portland Western Conference Finals, a painful, painful series for all Portland Trailblazers fans, but an educational moment for me, you, and Tyler, at least, watching Scotty Pippen absolutely ball out. I think I forgot how damn good he was for Portland. Did that... Uh, trip down memory memory lane help your selection here at 10 oh absolutely you know watching those highlights definitely made me realize how great of a player he was in Portland and he's you know a better shooter than I anticipated he's got that fight in him that tenacity we saw that with Rick Fox when recapping that episode he's just a guy that I want paired up with Dame he's going to bring in that same kind of culture and leadership I'm just so pumped to have him. It's honestly like kind of unfair at this point. <laughs> you've got some strong veteran. You've got leadership on your team. That's for sure. And talent with Damon, uh, Scotty topping off your roster. And now it's almost unfair. You get another selection here at 11, kick off our third round all-time Blazers fantasy draft. Who are you taking? You know, it was going to depend who I picked at 10 for this one. But, you know, now that I have my point guard and my small forward, I think I need to get a big that is going to be, you know, able to compete with the greats that have already been taken, the Bill Waltons and and LaMarcus's and those guys. So I'm going to take another guy that is just proven to just have the grit, have the passion for the game. He's won an NBA championship with Portland. I'm taking Maurice Lucas at number 11. Just going to fit in great with Dame and Scotty. Like, tell me that's not the toughest team you've ever had. A guy that averaged 17 and 8 while in Portland, an all-star in Portland. Just honestly unfair at this point. I think I already have the best team. Kyle's off to a strong start. I don't want to blow too much smoke up his ass, but I like where he's going with these picks. Maurice Lucas adding that toughness and adding a bit of just swagger. I mean, him, Scotty, and Dame, they all kind of share that same quiet fuck you swagger that is really, really fun to root for. Um, Tana, I know yeah. you in the the whole Bagenstoss family enjoys a similar swagger. Are you amplifying that pick here on your third round selection? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I <laughs> right. <am>. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not that I put you on the spot or anything. No, no, no. You're good. I I'm gonna go with a Portland grown man grown man man to reside here is coaching here. He's giving back to the people of Portland, not only leading us as a point guard, but I have to go with Damon Stodmeyer. Oh Mighty Mouse. That's I need a, great a Portland section. homegrown oh. man. And, and you said it there, Damon Stoudemire, homegrown. I mean, that always, I, I think, meant a little bit more to Portland in general. Um, alongside of the fact that people forget, he won Rookie of the Year with Toronto, I mean, right after being drafted, and enjoyed some great, great years here in Portland. I think all of us on this call can admit we went through a phase where we shot a jump shot and kicked our feet together out in front of us, just like Mighty Mouse. Uh, uh, anyone 
want to contest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Uh, Tana, I like how you're building this roster here. Okay. Thank you. Clyde Drexler. And then you're going with uh, Kiki Vandaway, Damon Stoudemire. Okay. You got your scoring down pat. You got your ball handlers. That team can run. That team can uh, are run. Are we keeping track of what drink we're on? Excuse me. We're round two. Uh, we're, <laughs> that's true. We're round three, actually. So um, I, hope, oh, this is, I hope you're catching this up this to round third. three. Sorry, that was an unforementioned rule that agreed upon before the draft that all the uh, teams drafting would finish a beer per round. So we'll, we'll check in on how they're doing there at the conclusion of the third round. Tyler, want to go to you here. 13th pick, third of the third round, and you're off to a strong, strong start with your roster. Who are you taking here? Well, Connor, thank you for asking. Um, let me just... It's my yeah. job, literally. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so I need a guy to run this unit that I have with Brandon Roy and Rasheed Wallace, someone to kind of calm everyone down. Get the, get the offense rolling, but also a guy who can score the bucket while providing the assist numbers as well. I will go with Rod Strickland, proven winner, a point guard that can run this team, and I'm happy with it, man. I like Rod's, Rod's ability. I think Rod Strickland is a guy uh, most of us, maybe let's call it millennial Blazer fans, may not appreciate as much as we should, but um, I actually just listened to or just watched some Rod Strickland highlights on YouTube because... Uh, I was listening to Kyrie Irving talk on a podcast, and he mentioned, I think, his uncle is Rod Strickland. And so okay. I went back and looked. I mean, he might have had the original Uncle Drew handle. Rod Strickland, a bad man. I like that choice. I think you've got a— uh, As a Blazer, I like that. I, I like it, too. And I think when, by the time he got to the Blazers, had a little bit of maturity under his belt as well. Tyler. Was he with the Bulls beforehand? I thought because so. I but he had a tenure with Chicago. I think he was with Chicago before Portland, but uh, could be corrected on that. We'll we'll find out, I'm sure. Um, yep. <laughs> let's move right along to Corey here. Been chomping at the bit to continue his beef wagon. Um, Corey, hey. third round, are you taking more muscle mass? Boy, I'm not going to lie. It, this is getting tricky. The Ross Strickland pick threw me off my game. I will not lie. That was I, a good I, one, I, dude. I had my on I, him. That, He's a hell, hell of a point guard. That being said, oh, baby. I got a guy. I, I have a guy right now who is literally a coach on the floor because he is literally a coach in the NBA right now. Lionel Hollins. I want a point guard off that championship, that 76-77 team. A guy, as I mentioned before, way ahead of his time in terms of how he played the game, how he handled the ball, can still go toe-to-toe with any of these modern point guards, these modern basketball players that we see. I like Lionel Hollins for my team. And Corey, I think that's super smart there because you did mention that in the same couple episodes ago that Lionel Hollins was a great trailblazer. I think his jersey's up in the rafters in Portland. Uh, but I mean, maybe ahead of his time even. I think he competes very well in today's NBA. And I know I gave you some flack for the Jerome Kersey, uh Bill Walton building the inside out. But Lionel Hollins, a great throwback pick for today's NBA. Well done there. A couple dabs on top of it for the listeners from CVD. <laughs> um, moving along, we've, we're back to Derek Sanger. Derek, you're str- you're off those back-to-back picks. I know it's been a while. Hopefully, you didn't go into a little comatose. Tell us who you got here. Third round, you're rounding it out, and then we'll go back to you to start the fourth. All righty, yep. So, uh, I got LaMarcus down low as uh, my power forward, but I'm going to need some help getting those, getting those boards. And who else than none other... The international basketball legend himself, 
Arditas Sabonis. Oh, here it Down is. Low. Oh, my God. That team is looking nice. Okay, Derek. So, you... I, I got Arditas with young Marcus Aldridge, young prime Marcus Aldridge, you know, with Brandon Roy. That's that's the Marcus I picked because uh, that was the best year he had on the Blazers. Yeah. That high-low game is nasty. And, and... – and then we got Terry Porter with that with the NBA Finals experience and didn't win him unfortunately. But then we got Arvidas too. Oh my God, I Kyle! Just say, I think I think you should be a little nervous over there. I'm definitely not nervous, but that's I'll a good pick. Kyle. I'll say that much. <laughs> <laughs> Derek just asserting Kyle's got the best team apparently. But uh, yeah, Derek, what was that about? Yeah, I mean, it's just pure that? fact at this point. So yeah. I'm playing. Him. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to. I don't know. Derek, I'm just trying to motivate Derek admitting he has the worst team. Well, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> I mean, he said my team wasn't as good as Kyle's, but I never said it was the worst. <laughs> Derek, through your first uh, three picks, what I'm seeing is guys that are going to play very well together. I mean, Terry right. Porter, you got Arvita Sabonis, and excuse me here, LaMarcus Aldridge. Those are guys who are very good in the half court. I think you're not mesh or uh, meshing styles that conflict. I think that's going to be a pretty strong half court team. Little worried about the defensive end, but I'm excited to see how you take care of that in the later rounds here. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And you so, can start to take care of that actually right now, Derek. So we're going right back to you here, starting the fourth round. Who's gonna round out your fourth selection? Um so I this one's pretty tough because I was going back and forth with shooting guards. I obviously need to fill this position right here. Um, and I, I, I think I'm going to have to go with none other than Jim Paxton, uh, <laughs> a legend. Jim Paxton, he's averaged two, he averaged over 21 points per game, made all-star team, both of those games each season. Um, I feel like he was, it's definitely back in the day, 79, 80 was his best season. So obviously go, goes way back before my time, but. From the highlights and from everything I've heard from analysts and everything, I, it sounds like he was a big-time player, and um, I, I feel like he would definitely get along well with the three other players on my roster right now. Okay. I, you know, I, I want to give you a lot of shit for that pick because you just said Jim Paxton. Um, yeah. There's very, very many notable Blazers still on the board. Jim Paxton is one of them, but I can tell looking at, at what you just said, you've done your research, Derek. This, oh, yeah. That's an absolutely sneaky pick. I think Jim Paxton fits well into the uh, system you've already it, started to build. Hey, I knew also, I was going to get some shit with CJ, but I, I'm not picking CJ, but I just I needed some defense, and apparently Jim Paxton brought the defense. So I'll back, to, I'll back Derek up here a little bit. Paxton, on multiple websites that I've looked at, they have him ranked as the 17th or 18th best blazer of all time, and Derek took him at 16. So oh, value pick, oh. you know, he's right around there. I like that, Kyle. Supporting your fellow teammate, or I mean, fellow yeah. drafter, I guess. That's, that's boo cool. dog shit pick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's Corey Van Dolman, uh from the left side. Corey, we're going right back to you here. You're awful critical of Derek's last selection, Jim Paxson, but it does leave you one CJ McCollum on the board along with many others. Where's your heart lying for your fourth round? As much as I do like CJ, a uh, great player that obviously my heart is close to. I'm going to go – I'm going to stick with my theme here of having some hard-nosed Swiss Army knife type guys. I'm taking Cliff Robinson. Okay. Ooh, okay. Another, another physical specimen with all the heart in the world, can shoot the J, can defend the one through four. 
Just a great guy to have on my team. All energy, all the time. Still has the skills to compete with these modern players. I like where I'm at. And, and Corey, you've obviously been building through defense, it seems like, but Cliff Robinson does provide you quite an offensive burst. I think maybe uh, overshadowed a little bit because he played with Clyde and Terry and a lot of other very skilled Blazers in franchise history. Would you be looking for Cliff along with Bill Walton to kind of carry that offensive load for your roster so far? You bet. We're going to slow the game down. We're going to take the air out of the ball every time. We are going to take you off your game. If you try to run and gun, we are going to run the offense for 23 seconds before we get a shot. And then we're just going to be a boa constrictor and slowly strangle you into submission. Oh. We're going to win the game 42 to 38. A true alumnus of Rick Osborne there, uh, Twalton High School basketball <laughs> coach. Because that strategy clearly works nowadays. Good job, Corey. Yeah. Keep Thank it up. You, with... I appreciate it. Fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, we're swinging around to you. Corey, building on defense, it seems like you're yeah. more focused on uh, pure well, offensive man. talent. Where yeah, are you going with your fourth round? In general, I'm more focused on talent, which is something Corey doesn't really seem to comprehend. But <laughs> I'm going to need a center and a big body, really someone who meshes and Loves the game more than most people in the NBA right now. Give me number 27, Yusuf Nurkic. Oh, Bring it early. to me. Give me the beast. Wow. Or he can do everything, really. And Over I just white want side? To, what was that? He can do everything. <laughs> I, just, I just want to complete my team with a big guy like Yusuf Nurkic, Derek. That's all. I feel it. I feel it. And, yeah, and, I, made, I made the joke over Whiteside, but yeah. <laughs> and Tyler, you're filling a much-needed void there at center. Um, Yusuf Nurkic, although maybe not as well-known as other Blazers centers throughout franchise history, has shown maybe as much promise as anyone outside of Bill Walton or Arvidas Sabonis. Uh, forgive me, Sam Bowie. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I should be hit in the face for even mentioning the name. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that selection there brings you not only uh, an impactful player now, but upside for the future on your roster. So I, I like where your head's at with that selection. Yep. Thank um, you for noting that, Connor. Yeah, you know what, Tyler? I do what I can. We're moving along to Sister Bagenstoss, Tana. <laughs> off to a hot start here, fourth round. You, you said you, you set your expectations low. And you've absolutely hit it out of the park so far. Can you keep I'm the trend going? I'm going to need this to stop in order to move on with <laughs> my pick. Okay, go for it. <laughs> All right. Oh, stop. So, oh, stop. For my next pick, it's going to be someone who we named the first foreign-born player selected first in the NBA tra- draft in 1978. He was the rookie of the year the following year after being drafted. He's played over 500 games from us and averaged over 50% for every shooting range. I want Michael Thompson, father of Clay Thompson. Wow. Michael Thompson. That's a throwback selection and a good one at that. Michael Thompson. Sticking uh, with the throwbacks. Yeah, you absolutely are. And Michael Thompson bringing not only a little bit of shooting, as we know from the Thompson family, but that defensive edge that your roster was craving, Tana. I think you filled a big void there. And he also a very versatile wing defender. He can guard maybe the best scoring power forward on a team and he can also drop down guard your shooting guard maybe even a point guard obviously matched up with uh I believe I think he played against magic quite a bit I don't know if I have those errors wrong but anyway Michael Thompson great selection there enjoy that defensive edge you just picked up and Kyle that brings us back to you where are you going you got back to back here to round out the fourth and start the fifth round I'm just so excited right now because I just these two picks are just going to just be the nail in the coffin at this point so just to recap, I got Dame at my point guard, Scotty at my shooting guard, Maurice Lucas at my power forward. So I need a shooting guard, a center, and then there's always that six-man role. 
So there's a lot of different directions to go here. A lot of big men still left on the board, but I am going to go in a different direction because I think depth is very important. So the first pick I'm going to take was the 20th pick. I'm going to take another, just to, to fit the team, another leader, another guy that's going to play his role well, and another guy that we just recapped in one of our latest playoff series. I'm taking Steve Smith, just an absolute oh. sniper from three-point oh. range. An absolute yeah. sniper. <laughs> yeah. Corey, bless your allergies. And Kyle. Yeah, Corey, terrible sneeze, by the way. That was the wrong time to sneeze because you're looking at a guy that is a veteran leader, a guy that is just a sniper from three, a six-seven <laughs> shooting guard who can defend anybody. He's willing to go there. I, I'm just so pumped I get that pick. And then I get to bounce it back with my six man, the heart and fucking soul of Rip City. It may be a reach. Call it a reach. I dare you, Corey. I'm taking right. Iron Man. I'm taking all Wesley right. Matthews all right. All right. off the bench. He's a guy that can be a perimeter defender, also a sniper from three. You can play him with Dame and Scotty. I just have so many options with this lineup. That leaves my center spot open for my last pick, but I'm okay because I feel like Rip City's got some depth at the big man. And, and Kyle, the question I was going to ask you is why Steve Smith over Wesley Matthews, but it seems like you had a clear plan here. Went back-to-back shooting guards, and with both of those guys, you get a lot of grit, a lot of shooting, and as you already mentioned, I think both can be considered the heart and soul of their respective Blazer tenures. Um, Steve Smith, as we also just reviewed in that 2000 Western Conference Finals, uh, always seemed to step up from the role guy, er, er, role guy posse um, to pick the Blazers up when they needed it. You looking to add grit here, or was it more focused on shooting? Well, it was more. I needed a shooting guard, obviously, and right. obviously CJ McCollum is still on the board. The reason I didn't take CJ, loving to death, but I have Dame as my point guard. I don't want to have the same problem that this current Blazer team has, which is perimeter defense. So I wanted two guys like Steve Smith gives me the size and the shooting, and then Wesley who gives me the grit on the defensive end, also an elite shooter. It just made more sense team wise to have them over CJ. Okay, I like that. I mean, you have your reasons. I, I, I'm i going back to you here, Tana. CJ McCollum is free-falling, in my opinion, on this board. Maybe I'm being a little too dramatic, but, I mean, is this why there's trade rumors every year in Portland? Please tell me who you have with your fifth-round selection. And not to put the pressure on you, you don't have to take CJ. It's just a note for the listeners. He's falling. All right. Um, I This is going to be – this might be a curveball – but we're going to keep Portland weird. We're going to go with the home setting, what people have liked in Portland. And I'm going to go with Robin Lopez for my last Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Allergies. My allergies. Are along this podcast. Um, Tana, going ahead and throwing down Robin oh, Lopez. Wow. I just got to ask you here, because the statistics might be against this selection. Did this pick come from the heart more than the brain? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, did you want me to pick Joel Prisbella? I almost did. Loki's such a savage lead-in. <laughs> there were so many good centers left. Oh. Okay, I don't care, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> I took this man, and I almost <laughs> cried. And you know what? Here it is. Tana's picking who she wants. And you know what? She's relying on her own fucking edge to win this championship. She doesn't need her players to bring the fire. She's got it in her own stomach. Way to go, Tana. Take who you you fucking want to take. Well done. Thank you. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers. (laughs) Everyone finish your drink on that Robin Lopez selection here. Uh, (laughs) Tyler, swinging it back to you, representing the Bag and Stoss for the second time in the fifth round here. Who are you taking? Yeah, I'll go ahead and take probably the best six-man uh, available right now, CJ McCollum. 
I, the guy can get the buckets from wherever you would like. Fuck you. He can play point, shooting guard, maybe a little small forward if you have to, but he gets buckets, and Man. I love CJ. I, and Tyler, why do you think CJ fell this late into the draft? Do you think this is the spot you expected him to be picked? Just to remind you, this is the 23rd overall selection. Do you think this is a reasonable area for CJ to come off the board, or do you think he did suffer a little bit of a draft fall here? Well, shooting guard, and you got B. Roy, Clyde Drexler. Isn't Kiki Vandaway a shooting guard as well? Yeah, so combo guard. Swing, swing man. And then Corey was too dumb to pick him, so he obviously fell. <laughs> so I, I just had to snag him. That's a good pick. Good pick. <laughs> Corey, Corey, I see that smirk on your face, so we're going right to you here. Um, fifth round, you've been building physicality. You've been building defense, swagger. No one wants to come and play in CVD's home court. Tell us who rounds oh. out that starting five. Another guy to add yeah. to my just murderer's row of defenders, Brian Grant. Oh my god, the monster! Okay. I'm sorry, the paint, the paint oh, in, in our house will be impenetrable. You will not get a shot inside of 15 feet. <laughs> and I'm sorry, the elbows and the rebounding, you're not going to get a rebound either. There will be no shots inside of 15 feet. There will be no rebounds gotten by anybody other than my guys. It's going to be ridiculous. Corey, you need points to win. Dude, you're, you're dramatic. <laughs> yeah, what? Welcome to the show, Tana. <laughs> hey, Corey, quick question for you here. Um, did you, by chance, catch the Philadelphia 76ers this season and at all? No, nah, man, I only watch the Blazers. That's what I like to hear. But at the same time, did you ever notice how the whole pay your centers money thing hasn't worked in 2020? Or is that something you're just willing to... You think it's not the right combination of athleticism yet and that you're... Connor, I'm not going to reveal my full strategy. You'll know at the end. Okay, right? okay. we'll save it for post-draft comments. I like to pick Brian Grant. And Brian Grant, I mean, it, it doesn't need to be said, but bringing the same edge as Corey's other four selections here, but absolute monster in terms of the intensity he can bring night to night. I think it's safe to say whatever you want to talk crap about Corey's team's offense they will show up with consistency and effort every single night, and that's a team you don't want to see, at least in the regular season in the NBA. So <laughs> let's move it on to Derek here. Derek, you've got two selections left that you can use on players. You've got three total, but we're going to have to get a coach in there. So I want to know who you're going to take to round out the fifth round and also prepare for your back-to-back six-round pick. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and um, take my uh, six-man player right now. Okay, uh, okay because he's still on the board even though he will still be on the board my next time around i mean okay yeah just right more what I'm right saying. i'm just rambling but i'm gonna go ahead and take zach randolph oh <laughs> zebo zebo yeah, i forgot go baby a bullies get bullied yeah but in my neighborhood bullies get bullied derek a good pick there zebo i think zebo has to be in the running because of the era he played in portland for one of the most underrated impactful Portland Trailblazers uh, yeah. that the franchise has seen. I mean, I think you could think of a lot of guys that played maybe Sidney Wicks um, back. In the, <laughs> shout out to you, Corey, there. Uh, <laughs> some of those guys who played during the wrong tenure of Portland basketball and uh, despite their standout performances have been forgotten, I think Zebo fits right along there. And a guy who during the Jailblazer era, let me just get a little bit uh, young con sentimental, always seemed to interact with the crowd when every other Blazer hated us. I thought Zebo uh, did a good job of 
being the lovable guy he seems to be to his fans and whatnot. So I, I like that selection, if not just on the court, off the court as well. And of course, we swing right back to you here, Derek, in the sixth round. You've already picked your sixth man, so you're going to round out your starting lineup here, I'm assuming. Where are you looking? All right. So obviously need a small forward. I was going back and forth on this for a while. I need someone who can do it all. I was looking back. I'm going to say it now. It went down to Batum and Gerald Wallace. Um, Batum, that, it was just kind of heartbreaking seeing his potential not, you know, end up happening where or at least what we thought was going to happen. Um, but I'm going to have to – I was looking back at that one year, Gerald Wallace, the first year we got him. The tenacity that he brought on the offensive and defensive side was just unbelievable. And with this team that I have here right now, Gerald Wallace running with them up and down the floor. Oh, my goody, goody, junk. Uh, oh, my goody, gum, goody, goody, gumdrops. I could not fucking say that. <laughs> I, I was trying to I was trying to just let it all out right there. And I appreciate that because that's something Jared Wallace would do, too. I mean, nickname Crash, that dude absolutely left it on the court every time. And we want to talk about guys like Wesley um, and guys like Steve Smith who were heart and souls. I think Jared Wallace is more along the lines of that Thomas Robinson energy injection, Will Barton, but the best version, because what you got out of Gerald Wallace was a starter level, borderline all-star at times, and a guy who, when he played in those late 2000s, right before kind of the league switched to this three-point shooting um, focus, I think Gerald Wallace was phenomenal for the Blazers and a guy I truly love to watch play every time not to mention he provided maybe the biggest impact on the franchise um, out of any player in history because we traded Gerald Wallace and uh, uh, the 15th overall pick for to Brooklyn to the Brooklyn Nets halfway through the year when they sucked for Damian Lillard the sixth overall pick so shout out to Gerald Wallace not only a great Blazer but helped us out after he left too great pick there Derek Gerald Wallace making yourself, your team, very tough. Also curious to watch your team off the court a little bit with some of your last picks. I, I, the, I'm curious to see where the leadership comes from, but we'll dissect that after the draft. Um, Corey, rounding it back to you here. You got two picks left. You could take your coach. I'm assuming you're going player, but coaches are available. <clears throat> One guy has a bar named after him in the Rose Quarter. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, but that's up to you. Who are you taking? Connor, I'm so glad you said it, and I'm going to go exactly what you do not expect. I'm taking Dr. Jack. That's right. Thank you. To lead my guys, I need a leader of men. Again, I got the big fella in the middle, Bill Walton. I got Lionel Hall as coaches on the court, and then I got the only coach in our in our franchise history that has won a championship, who has championship blood in him. Dr. Jack is going to lead my guys. And, and Corey, I, I think oh, we were doing the coach. God damn it. Oh, Derek, you cannot <laughs> forget that. That's part of your role as a GM. But Corey, yeah, I want to go no, back no, to you here because God. I think Dr. Jack might have been the only coach for you that fits the roster style and can get you to the title game because I thought you might go with Dunleavy, of course, guided the jailblazers to the Western Conference Finals on two occasions. But I think you're very smart here because Dr. Jack possesses that exact same toughness with a little more smarts in my opinion a little more strategic smarts is that is that yep, kind yep. of were you going for that hard-nosed coaching style with dr jack exactly but also understands how to use, utilize his players to the best ability that we can to, to take the strengths and weaknesses that we have on our on our established roster right now and maximize what guys have what guys don't have obviously we've got toughness defense and spades but i trust dr jack 
to lead us and figure out how to how to uh, squeeze some offense out of these guys that we got and uh, and put us in a good position to win some ball games. He's, He's going to find a way to get that team from you know eighty points a game to eighty five points a game. It's going to be really <laughs> right, really Kyle. nice to see. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, just with a quick little noted check mark, um, Tyler. <laughs> Tyler, we're going to you here. Going to let that rivalry thaw for a second. Um, you saw the first coach come off the board. Any any infliction that you're going to do the same here? Or are you sticking to the players? I think Corey kind of started the train here because when it you have a limited amount of choices with coaches here and there's not, I mean, every organization has good and bad coaches and just like the Blazers, I think that there's a few at the top that make this category a little top heavy. And I'm going to go with number two in my mind, Rick Adelman to carry this squad to the promised land. Rick Adelman has been there, done that, knows, knows playoffs. Um, maybe can control sheet a little bit, but I got to go Rick. And, and Rick Ottelman here, I love this choice, Tyler, by you, because I think a lot of people, uh, Blazers fans, myself included, naturally think number two all time, we might jump right to Terry Stotts. Maybe Mike Dunleavy because of the Western Conference Finals. But, I honestly had them 2A, 2B. Right, and and I agree, but I think Rick Ottelman maybe gets forgotten a little bit because although, yes, he lost both the finals he were he was in, I think when you really look at the roster breakdown, one was against yeah. MJ, we know the shrug game. We, you look at NBA history, you weren't winning that finals, we know that. No, no, and then you look no. against the bad boy Pistons, they had just overcome the Celtics. They were such a determined roster. Meanwhile, the Blazers in the 90, 1990 season were first assembling kind of that team that would make a couple deep playoff runs. Rick Adelman doesn't get enough credit in my mind for everything he was able to accomplish with such a talented roster there and how he was able to fit those perfect pieces together. I think with the roster you've started here for yourself, Rick Adelman might be the guy to crack the code. Smart selection there. Tana, going over to you here. You got two selections left. Only one has to be a coach. Tell me who you're going with. I'm going to go with a coach. Okay. Love it. And okay. Calm down, Corey. Because <laughs> you just tried to convince me to choose Rick Adelman, I'm going to stay with the guy that's pulling us out of this rut, got us back to the Western Conference Finals, Terry Stotts. I need him. I, it, and Terry, you know, is near and dear to all our hearts. I think the most important thing I can say about Terry is – Every Blazers coach, right, is near and dear to our hearts when they come through. Maurice Cheeks, Nate McMillan, even the uh, Caleb Canales uh, era. But then, <laughs> finally, a Terry Stott stops the revolving door. And just to have someone who's been there so long and who works so well with our star and Damian Lillard, Tana, are you looking at that kind of relationship, his ability to mesh with the modern NBA player into your selection here? Yes, I'm looking at my team. It's a Portland-grown home. He's got some better players that I think he's had in his previous coaching of seasons rather than the ones we just had previously. I think he will thrive with my team. I, I think you're right. I think uh, Terry Stotts is a master of chemistry and especially a master on the offensive side of the ball. So I'm excited to see what he could do with your roster. A little bit of improvement versus current day Blazers. Um, Kyle, you're rounding out your full Trailblazers all-time fantasy draft here. You need a player and a coach. Tell me where you're leaning with your 30 and 31st selection. Well, I guess I'll just uh, <clears throat> stick to the theme here and just get my coach out of the way. I, I'm a little disappointed. I thought coaches were going to wait, were going to be in the last round, and I thought I was going to have the first selection. <laughs> but that didn't happen. But that's okay because I think the, the team I've assembled is so talented that it doesn't oh, really God. matter. So I'm going to take Mike Dunleavy 
a guy yeah. that's had a 64% win percentage while in Portland. That's insanely high, second to none behind Rick Adelman, who had a 65% winning percentage. But a guy that has, you know, may not have the championship under his belt, but has also, you know, a lot of the same credentials as um, as Rick Adelman in a way. Right. And he may not, have, may not have been in Portland as long as Adelman to have the same statistics that he did in Portland. But a guy that I do think, with the talent I have assembled can be the coach that really, you know, puts us over the edge. He's going to let, you know, Dame do his thing. He's a very, he was the coach of the jailblazers. So we clearly let those guys do whatever they wanted. He's going to let he Dame have that same leadership role. It's going to be fine. You got Scotty and, and you got Maurice Lucas. Like we got leaders already. So it's okay. If we don't have the best choice at coach, I'm, I'm okay with my Dunleavy. I still think we're fine. I'm sure heads won't be budding at all in that locker room. I'm sure it'll be all good. And you have such a. I mean, that's why I, you have Dame. You think you gonna be great. are going to be no, no, putting no, in a sure. Damian Lillard? You're crazy. Yeah, no, it'll be perfect. It'll be great. I'm looking forward to it. Don't be mad because your team sucks and is going to score 70 points a game. It's not. No, I'm not mad. I, I would love 70 points because if you guys can't score 40, then yeah, it's going to be perfect. My team is just as good defensively as your team, Corey. So I don't see. Hey, that. hey, hey. I'm going to break this up here. We're going to get into that right after the draft. But uh, before we get into all that, let's finish drafting the teams. We're on our last round here, Kyle. You just took Mike Dunleavy. Tell me who you're taking at that center spot with your last selection. Or this maybe you're taking tough. a smaller is... power forward. That's up to you. I don't care. I could take a smaller power forward, and it's want. it's looking like I might do that. That's legal. But, I mean, there's a couple. Oh, Derek, is it ever? There's a couple good options. You got Duckworth. You got Buck Williams. There's obviously some elite-level talent still left of the center. You could even throw Greg Oden into that <laughs> argument, assuming it's six. Corey brought up six seven game. Real, 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 real now. First of all, Tyler, calm your tits. I didn't actually make that choice. I'm just saying it's an option. All right, calm down over there. I think at the end of the day, do it. I'm going to go with Buck Williams at my center position. A guy that is just a a master at the boards, you know, averaged almost 10 rebounds a game during his time in Portland. He's just like, like, I already have so many scores. I don't really need a score at my center position. I just need that anchor. You know, that guy that's going to be down there, able to bang with Bill Walton, able to bang with all the best. Um, so I'm taking Buck. That's my guy. I think that's smart for you, too, because uh, what Buck Williams doesn't care about is scoring the basketball. He cares about all the dirty work, and he's damn good at it. So I think along with Wesley and Steve Smith, you've given yourself a nice edge, not to mention Damian Lillard off the top. I, I like where your roster's at, Kyle. We'll break that down soon. Um, Tana, as well, a very, very strong draft so far. You've already grabbed your coach. So we're going back to you here to round out your roster. Where's your last selection looking? All right. My sixth man was so tragically stolen from Corey, Cliff Robinson. It, I've had to recover ever since that pick. Recalibrate. That's why you've been mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> so I am going to go with the first rookie of the year from our team. The first year Portland had a team, another retired jersey. He continued to work for our franchise after his basketball career ended. He averaged 22 points a game and was a workhorse because he's above Damian Lillard in minutes played. So I know off the bench, he is ready to work high energy and he's going to score for us. I went Geoff Petrie. Oh, Geoff, Jeff Petrie. I like that. Uh, Jeff Petrie. I was wondering, I thought you might be lending Sidney Wicks there, but Geoff, absolutely. You never take Corey's guy. Uh, yeah, that's right. A cornerstone <laughs> of the Blazers franchise. I think when you think of uh, those pieces that helped build it, of course, you do think Sidney Wicks, you think Geoff Petrie, you think of guys, Bill Walton can't miss that little portion. And then I'm going to throw Dave Twardzik in because he's my dad's favorite player. Shout out Mr. Twardzik. Uh Shout out Mr. Scott as well. Anyway, <laughs> let's move right along to Tyler here. Um, 
Geoff, Jeff Petrie off the board. Ty, you've already taken your coach as well. Your last selection here from a player. Hit it, Corey. Love that. All right. Small forward is my last position needed. I need a guy who can control the offense, great vision, can run the court. Uh, a guy who averages the same stats as Kyle's second pick, Nick Uh-oh. Batum. Okay. Nick oh, Nicola. Nicola Batum, 11.2, 5.1, and 3. Only thing that Scotty has better is two more rebounds per game, and I'm getting him in at my, as my sixth pick. So I like how you're trying to say Nick was Batum is as good as Scotty Pippen. That's hilarious, but I, I like what you plays are tenure, Kyle. That's hilarious, isn't it? If only he managed to live up to his ceiling. And, I, and, and that's <laughs> – I mean, that that's up for debate, but he's a good team player and a guy that at small forward will – uh, mesh well with my team and, and I've been a guy who when he was on our squad I was a big Batum guy I, I always thought like he got hated on a little too much because I you know I'm gonna go against Derek's comment here a little bit I think he sacrificed a lot of his stats to play that glue role I mean a guy that I was happy when he would get 10 5 and 5 that was amazing he was yeah. not our Draymond because the defensive impact is not near the same amount but played a similar glue mesh role for a lot of our stars and I think a guy you don't um, have such a successful first round series against Houston without or you know even even his impact in the regular season I remember a guy um, maybe it's because he's got a little bit of the Frenchman in him or whatnot but he kind of didn't give a shit at the end of games if he was the one taking a shot or not he was just like yeah I'm open I'm not <laughs> and he and he'd nail it oh and he'd also take the nut shots we know that shout out uh what's the guy uh Oh, man, I can't remember from was it Carlos Arroyo. Or yes, was it a, a that was yeah. right. Well done. Carlos Arroyo gives him a good yeah. one in FIBA basketball there. But Nick Batum, yeah. ultimate glue guy, glue guy in my mind. I, I don't want to get into the Scotty Pippen thing because we're talking about a six time or four time champ, whatever Scotty was yeah, on. We're with talking the Blazer 10 years. You're right. Awesome. You're right. You're right. Shout, Ty. Out, shout out Batum for being Tyler and I's uh, assistant coach in uh, rec yeah. basketball. That is true. He did come to some of your guys' rec basketball games. And rumor has it he was scouting for the next uh, Blazers, I don't know, D-League. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't find it. <laughs> he saw you dunk. It just wasn't as impressive as it was to the rest of us that couldn't. Corey, who you end in the draft with? All right. My last guy is a bigger guard who's going to be another versatile, another Swiss Army knife, another athletic uh, guy that can can run the point, can defend the one through three, Derek Anderson. Oh, D.A. Going with some shooting from the Jailblazers era. Uh, D.A., of course, I think many of us will remember fondly as uh, Damon Stoudemire's running mate mostly. And I think those two, uh, I I don't know what it was about them. I just always viewed them as a very fearless backcourt. Is that kind of where your heart lied or were you looking more for his sniping ability? Because he was my first the first blazer I fell in love with as a shooter. I obviously wasn't really old enough during Steve Smith, but man, DA. Yeah. No, I, what I was going for in Derek Anderson is obviously a consistent defensive presence as I've established, but also a guy who brings some offense. He's kind of going to kind of fill the role of my sixth man, going to bring some offense off the bench, but also can defend the one through three. The, I don't, I, again, I, I don't want to talk down on other guards, but sometimes the bigger physical defender can mess with smaller guards when pushed out to the perimeter. And if he is too slow to keep him in front, we have a good paint presence to where we can work around that. And I'm, I'm really liking a Derek Anderson as a six man role. I, I think I like that too. And along with Bonzi Wells, maybe the swaggiest rocking of the forearm wristband. 
Oh. Or the forearm band, I guess, with the DA yeah. on it. You know what I'm talking exactly. about. Exactly. Yep. yep. Amazing. Amazing. Um, Derek Anderson. Here, here, Connor, uh, Connor, can we note that uh, Corey Van Dommelen, last time on the podcast, put Sidney Wicks as his MVP of the decade. I was going to get into Sydney this. Sidney Wicks though. was not taken in this draft, despite Corey having the last pick. There is one pick left, and that's Derek Sanger. So we don't know if Sidney wasn't picked, but we know Sidney wasn't picked by Corey, which is very curious. So, Derek. Yeah, I love that face that you're making, Corey, by the way. Just so butthurt. Doesn't look a little pain. <laughs> Derek, swinging this to you. This is the final pick of the Portland Trailblazers draft here. Who are you taking? 35 overall before we take a quick break and jump into whose team won this well, draft. Spoiler alert, it's not going to be Sydney Wicks because I have to pick a coach. That's, that is true. You were backed into a corner here. Yeah, so I am going to have to go with Nate McMillan. As, as my head. Yeah, good offense there, man. Well, <laughs> hey, so here's here's the thing. He had to fight through some long-term injuries. Brandon Roy, Greg Oden, you could say Joel Prisbilla, Marcus maybe. It, it's it's just look at my team right now. This team is known to stay healthy. So I, I'm saying if if he's coaching this team and we're healthy. Who knows, man? I think championships on that's always what you want to hear out of your GM. Who knows, you know? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Derek, let, let me jump on your side here for a second because you caught me. Nate McMillan, I felt like was not maybe not given a bad rep, but if you look back at his rosters, very much damaged by injury and still were very competitive. I think all of us can admit as fans of that era, we thought every year with Brandon Roy, LaMarcus and Greg Oden, if they could just be healthy, we were legitimate contenders. And I thought Nate McMillan was a big portion of creating that vibe. True, not the offensive wizard that you might need in 2020 as a coach, but Nate McMillan <laughs> may be in that running for the fourth or fifth best Blazers coach of all time. And, and not so bad of a selection here is all I want to say. I don't think you're so Love far it. off there, Derek. Love it. Absolutely. All right. That wraps up our 35 picks, all seven rounds of our all-time Blazers fantasy draft. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to give each team a chance to defend their own roster selections for about 30 seconds to a minute, maybe. Corey, you get about 15. All right, coming back after the break. <laughs> Welcome to the 1984 NBA draft. Portland selects Michael Jordan of the University of North Carolina. With the first pick in the 2007 NBA draft, the Portland Trailblazers select Kevin Durant from the University of Texas. Alrighty, welcome back in. We've let the GMs rehydrate a little bit and take a look at the rosters they've assembled, and boy, are they five good ones. Before we dive into who we think won the draft or whatnot, I think a more pressing question for all the teams on our listeners' minds, um, this has obviously been somewhat a contentious draft. You heard the volumes rise out of our five teams towards the end there. Uh, always nice to have a little fuel to the fire here. But what I really want to know, just to drive a knife into some of these relationships, and I'm going to start with you here, Corey, what, in your opinion, was the worst pick by one of your rival owners in this all-time Blazers draft? Oh boy. Okay. I, I hesitate to pick on her cause she's a sweet gal, um, <laughs> but and, Tana, and she's, new to the pro- she's new to the program, but the Rolo pick, I, <laughs> I, I could not help myself. And, and don't get me wrong. Robin Lopez is beloved. He's maybe the most Portland player we've ever had in terms of embracing the city, but boy, there was, multiple centers still left on the board you still had 
Kevin Duckworth. You still had Joel Prisbilla on the board. And and I think, no, Nurk wasn't on the board. Um, Buck Williams. Nurk was, there, Nurk was there. Buck Williams. Oh, my God. Yeah, Buck Williams is still on the board. Again, it's I love Robin Lopez, but uh, that was the one that I was like, thank you. <laughs> a, a free selection there for everyone else except Tana, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, and Tana, I'm, I'm going to give you a chance here to come right back. It doesn't have to be at Corey, but in your opinion, what was the selection that shocked you most or kind of uh, you disagreed with at least throughout the draft? I would say the pick by Derek for Nate McMillan. When we had Rick Adelman left, Adelman, Adelman, whatever. Oh, like, except, wait, wait, I got to stop you real quick. Adelman was taken. Adelman was taken. Okay. He was yeah. sniped a little bit earlier by... Uh, I think that was Tyler in the round right before. So Derek was almost backed into a corner with Adelman. Right. And so right. I'm going to give you, Please I'm going to, <laughs> <laughs> who would you pick? Who would you pick instead? You two pick a coach earlier. Cheeks. Okay. All right. Hey, still, you know I what? Low cheeks. <laughs> hey, Derek, you can be mad all you want, but it was your choice to wait for the last pick to get your coach. So Tana's just saying she well, disagrees with the draft strategy. Talk. I mentioned that earlier. Yeah, you did. You did. But that's no excuse. That's no excuse here on the Backyard Blazers. But, Derek, now it's your turn. Who did you disagree with most in their selection throughout the draft? Honestly, like, I, I know we weren't – we didn't really want to do a lot of, like, the repeats and everything. Yeah, but, Tana, <laughs> like, I, I, I already had this plan. I was going to say Rolo. I'm sorry. Well, and it's tough for you to pick yeah. Jim Paxton because he's on your team. So, like, I understand yeah, why you went Rolo yeah. in this situation. Well, dude, come on. Like, Paxton had a – I'm messing with you. Jim Paxton is actually underrated. That's that's more of a me problem than you. Um, okay, ganging up on Tana a little bit. So, let me go to her brother <laughs> here because I know he's going to defend his sibling. Tyler, there's got to be someone else who made – impression in terms of a pick that blew your mind and in, in not the best way yep gang up on tana i gang up on you gerald wallace who the fuck do you think that is he's horrible i mean you still oh had nick God. batum and bonzi wells on the board like, what? nick uh gerald wallace was there for a half a second cup of coffee and he uh, <laughs> the, the team was horrible so i, I don't like the pick when did you All spend right. a couple years in boston with a cup of coffee uh but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious, but Gerald Wallace, uh, Crash, I think I think Tyler, y your anger is not only justified defending your own family, but also because Gerald was only here one year, so it's a little tougher to apply the same weight to him you may as a guy, you know, guys who have stayed on the franchise a bit longer and had a longer run like Bonzi Wells or Nick Batum even. Um, Kyle, I think it's just best because he would have picked Gerald Wallace if he was still on the board instead of Nicholas Batum. What? <laughs> you you rather Gerald Wallace over Nick Batum? Yes, that's why I fucking picked him. You need glasses, son. <laughs> no, I don't. You're no. Shut up. Hey, Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> back, dude. No, dude. No, shut up. <laughs> well, they sort dude, that I out. Kyle, while they sort that out, what pick was most shocking to you throughout the draft? Um. Shocking is a better way to describe this pick because I don't necessarily feel it was a, a bad pick by any means, but it was by Corey. You you snagged uh, Brian Grant, which yeah, a guy who I actually I actually kind of like Brian Grant. You know that guy that's a hard worker. He's a gritty guy, but you did have uh, guys like Zach Randolph, Buck Williams, Kevin Duckworth, JJ Hickson. Even you could throw in this category of similar type players like. That was a pick I would honestly say shocked me more than I would say like I, I wouldn't call it a bad pick, I guess is what I'm getting at. More shock. Okay. Okay. And and you know, just I'm gonna throw my two cents in there. Uh, more along Kyle's lines here. It shocked me more because of the strategy. I like both the players. I expected them both to go in the top thirty five, but Steve Smith and Wesley back to back, I didn't expect being on the same roster because I think they're a very similar player. That being said, 
I like the combo together because now not only are your starters rabid dogs, but so is your bench. So I like what you did there, Kyle. It definitely surprised me. I expected to see those two facing off in a finals rather than an alliance in a finals. But again, like where your head was at there. Okay, so now, Corey, you brought in a great question to the podcast pre-draft, and and I think doing the research kind of got our minds jogging a little bit. What you asked us here was, um, who was that Blazer? We've all had one, probably every franchise, but we're focused on the Blazers here, and we've had a lot when it comes to the draft. Who is the Blazer for all of us here? All six of us are going to participate that you were you were so sure was going to pan out. We drafted him. We signed him. Whatever. We traded for him. You were so sure that's the missing piece or this is the difference maker. And then, of course, it didn't quite pan out. It, uh, either it ended in a lot of bench minutes, a lot of nice suits behind the bench maybe even, it, it, however you please. But it wasn't exactly what you were thinking here. So that's Corey's question for all of us. And, and I think it's only right here, Tyler. Uh, you, you and Kyle are most tenured guests, or I guess hosts, your hosts, but I want to start with you two here. So, me? Yep, sorry. I want to start with you, Ty. Right. Then Kyle. Yeah, and I'll, I'll go ahead and take this one. And this one was a player that was acquired through a trade at the trade deadline. It was when we had the core of Dame, Wesley, Nick Batum, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Robin Lopez. God damn it, you stole was mine. our GM at the time. We went ahead and traded for a guy named Aaron Aflalo from Fuck. the Oh, that's a great one. Why I note this one is because of how heartbreaking it was. So I, I believe it was like not even I think it was two games after we acquired Aaron Aflalo, who was our sixth man coming off the bench. We we're all stoked. Wesley tears his Achilles. Wesley's out for the rest of the season slash playoffs. So Aaron Aflalo steps in as the starting shooting guard. We rock with Aaron. You know, I like what I see. I mean, I was we weren't expecting him to be a shooting guard so we're expecting another guy to perform better than he really is capable of doing and yeah he played well but then in the playoffs Aaron Aflalo gets injured and the silver lining to this story is we ended up playing Memphis in the first round CJ McCollum's CJ McCollum blossoms and then we get the CJ we know today but Aaron Aflalo is my choice and and I love that selection Tyler because especially for our age group, I believe, it, uh, of Blazer the fans. Most for me. It, right. It's such a significant injury when Wesley went down, and we had traded for a flaw, like you mentioned, a week and a half before, I think. We and were going for it. Yeah, and we were going for it completely. We were fresh off that Houston win the year before Dame's shot with point nine. Um, and I, I think seeing... Wesley go down and then realizing how impactful he was when you saw Aaron Aflalo couldn't fill the void. It was a little disappointing because Aaron Aflalo to me was a similar player and a guy I expected to be the sixth man. But when Wes went down, I tricked myself into thinking like, okay, well, he's tough. He plays defense and he's a decent shooter. And And this isn't as much a knock on Aaron Aflalo as it is just like the whole experience surrounding his. Uh, Agreed. Corey, go ahead. People forget he wrote a Players Tribune article saying like, oh, now's the time, Portland. Like, I'm here to win a championship. I'm here to I'm here to take us over the top. Yep. I'm like that breaks it, my heart. It is it is such an easy way. Oh, and Enes Cantor, Enes Cantor could write a master class on this. Oh yeah, he could getting getting into a city's uh, fan base and just saying like, oh, I'm here. I'm ready to win. I'm all in on this city. You guys have the best fans in the league. Everybody knows it. I just came from, you know, Enos Kander's played for like seven franchises at this point. Every single one has had the best fan base in the league, according to him. <laughs> that Which, is like, true. I respect the hell out of that move. I love but, it. I love it. Yeah. And then he always leaves with a little animosity. Uh, Kyle, I want to go to you now. The player you were so sure about in the draft that didn't quite pan out the way you thought. 
I'm just I'm so upset because I thought I was gonna come out of nowhere there in Aflalo, but Tyler just great call. I was feeling the same way. But I have another one, don't worry. A guy who I watched in college and thought was he he was gonna be an absolute stud at Arizona. I'm going with Jared Bayless. A guy oh, that, Yeah, a name that pick. people in Portland forget pick. about all the time. But a guy that was just a Corey Doublebirds stud in college. A stud in college. And we snagged him. I thought he was going to kind of be that guy that put us over the edge, you know. And I think we got him in like what was it, oh seven, oh eight, around that time. We didn't have we, we had Brandon Roy still, but we didn't have Dame yet. So he was going to be that guard that kind of filled that role and just didn't really ever work out. He had a long career, I'll give him that, but never was as good, especially in Portland, that I thought he was going to be. That that's a good one. I I really like that pick, especially because I think Kyle, you and I watched a lot of these games together. But an injury prone Blazers roster, uh, Jared Blayless takes over the point position and just goes on a run for the ages. And I was like, yes, this is Dame Lillard before Dame Lillard. And I was like, we have him. Um, so Corey, gonna go over to you here. Uh, First off, I'm devastated with that pick because that was like literally who I thought of. I thought he was Derrick Rose 2.0. I was like, Jared Bayless is the guy. Um, I'm going to leave a big name off the board in hopes that somebody else um, also is, is tuned in. But I, this name came up, and I, I filled with rage. And it's the thing is, it's not just that he was disappointing or that he was out of shape. It's that I actually had hope in the first place. Like for this guy. Right. And it's Raymond Felton. Oh, I, I, you, was, that was one of mine. Choice. I mean, great choice. Yeah. Why? Why on earth did we sign him? And I was like, "Hey, that's our guy. Sick. I'm jacked about this. Raymond Felton's gonna take us over the top. Like, pull your head out of your ass. It's not a hat. Raymond Felton. <laughs> are you kidding me, Corey? And that that is like one of my most unreasonable Blazer fan takes. Also, I want to give a quick shout out to Chance Laboda, who has has consistently marked these types of guys as franchise or organizational greats. And that is exactly what we're talking about here. Raymond Felton, Blazer great. I, well, yeah, so you're not the only one. I was gonna say, Chance. Chance, as a lifelong Mariner fan, has a lot of Mariner great practice in him. So, uh, you know, I can identify. I know you can as well, uh, Tyler. You yep. too. Um, yep. But I mean, I think Raymond Felton is someone that. I mean, he still gets booed in the Rose Garden. I mean, he still gets oh booed, God. and we're eight years so. down He played one year, and he still gets booed. I love that pick, Tana. Going to you here. Um, the Blazer <laughs> you were sure about signing draft doesn't matter, but it didn't quite pan out the way you thought. Derek, you're on deck. <laughs> All right, I don't know if we expected him to be much, but to come in your rookie season drafted the same time as Damian Lillard and to just be that, (laughs) I'm not going to say it, to be just on much lesser scale than Damian Lillard. Granted, he brought us energy. He brought us some camaraderie on the bench, but we don't need him. We didn't need him for that long. He shouldn't have been there. His name is, can we fill it in? Myers. Myers Leonard. <laughs> yeah, you take your wife with your better ball handling skills, take him on down to Miami. You should have gone a while ago. That's, Kyle, I want to I want to go to you here, Kyle, because I know you have to somewhat agree with Tana's pick. I can remember specifically uh, maybe a year after this draft, you, you're a noted Myers Leonard guy, and I think we've all come around somewhat. We like the guy's character. But on the court, me and you both, I'll be on your same side here. We, I think the phrase came out of our mouth. He could be a just one shelf lower version of the Dwight Howard we've seen in 2008 and 9. I think we said that. That was, those were, 
I think I, those were I got, my hands I'll, up I'll right now. I'm tapping those chest. Words I said that came out of my mouth. They those words did come out of my I saw mouth. Wait, like, Sydney White sounds a lot better now than I hear that. First of all, to be honest, like this, when I said those words, it was like right out of the draft. The dude was a freak athlete and was a he, he was a specimen. Look at the guy; like he's a big freak athlete. Like I. I I Kyle don't, said the take, by I don't the way. think my take right after the draft is really that irrational because if you look at the Dwight Howard at that time, that's what he was. He was a freak athlete, super strong, cut like a motherfucker. Myers <laughs> Leonard was like that, to be honest. And his skill level obviously didn't pan out. So, Tana, I agree with you in the sense that, yes, I wish Myers was more. He never was the player that we thought he was going to be. Didn't turn into Dwight. I don't think, you, I don't think your, your pick is wrong by any means. Um, it just hurts uh, to admit it. I guess. <laughs> I was, Can I ask a question? Go for it. What did you have to say about Damian Lillard coming in at the same time as Myers? Was it that high of standards, or did you let him fly underneath the radar? Did I let Dame fly under like the radar? Or? Dame, yeah, because he came in at the same time as Myers. Did Myers, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. Same. Draft. Yes. Same draft. Uh, number eight. Number eleven. And you had that much to say about Myers. Six and eleven. To say about Dame. Well, to answer that, I think like we all had high hopes for Dame being that he was like the leading scorer in the NCAA his senior year. He had a lot of hype around him going into that draft. And I remember Connor, I believe we watched this draft again together. Like we picked Dame and we all had like the same kind of feeling where it's like, this guy could be something amazing. But then it was like Myers Leonard. We took him at 11. We're all like, who's Myers Leonard? Like, we don't know who that is. So that's when like, maybe in my head, I was like trying to rationalize or justify like why we took this guy. And I was like, oh, well, look at him. He looks like a freak athlete. He's got the same build as Dwight Howard. He must be pretty good, you know? So I think that's more where it came from. And and I think that's only natural, especially being fans of the Portland Trailblazers. I think it's our job to justify any selection um, as the project that leads to our championship. So Hence this segment, right? Exactly. And I'm going to turn this one over to Derek, a guy who's familiar with a lot of the Portland Trailblazers projects. Derek, uh, who was the guy you had your eye on out of the draft or out of free agency that um, let you down a little bit in, in the Portland Trailblazer uniform? Yeah, so this right here, this was a year. It was a tough year for the Blazers. Um, the year after... Brandon Roy ended his career out of nowhere. Oh, so tough. The the year before, um, we ended up that draft that we were talking about, Myers and Dame, we ended up getting Dame. Um, So we ended up looking at a free agent by the name of Jamal Crawford. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, That's a good one. one. That's a big crossover. Ended up having, out of his 20 seasons, the lowest three-point percentage year um, in Portland. It was just a total total bust i mean we all just had really high expectations because like we were looking at lamarcus that was the one year lamarcus was our number one and he needed someone else to help him out i'm pretty sure it was actually the year of the lockout so just like a really weird year yeah yeah um yeah it was just really tough and then obviously we let him go after that because he played like shit and sure enough on the clippers he ended up like picking back up right where he left off from Atlanta, like averaging 18 points a game and all that. So frustrating. So frustrating, but a good selection there. I I mean, I think that's a pretty solid choice that was in the back of all of our heads. I mean, we all know that one hurts. I think for myself here, I I was looking and, you know, Hassan. No, I'm just I'm totally joking. I'm totally joking. Okay, so where I'm going is actually uh, I, I think for me, 
it, it might be affected a little bit by my youth, but th it's a combo. When we brought in Sharif Abdul-Rahim and Darius Miles, I thought <laughs> we were restacking the Jailblazers to make an even deeper run. I thought like, you know, I at 2000, that was 2004. And then, oh, and then in 2005, let me remind you, we bring in Nick Van Exel. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> I, my NBA brain is so young. I remember all these guys, Nick Van Exel, knee socks with the headband. And I was like, damn, that dude is a baller. And he always, <laughs> Nicky fourth quarter. Yeah, dude. And so uh, that, that combo of Darius Miles, and obviously Darius had a terrible knee injury that really altered his career. And he was a pretty effective player. But along with... um along with Nick Van Exel and Sharif Abdul-Rahim, I thought when Rashid and those guys left, I, I didn't know too much, but I was like, we are stacked to make another run. These are a bunch of talented guys again. We're all good. And those were three or four of the worst Blazers years until B-Roy came, B-Roy and LaMarcus in 07. That was the worst little stretch of our Blazers lifetime, I think it's pretty safe to say. So uh, I'm going to go with the combo of Darius Miles and Sharif Abdul-Rahim for mine. Okay. You remember Sharif Abdul-Rahim as an insult son? to this day. Say that. Say that one more time, Kyle. You you use Sharif Abdul-Rahim as an insult to this day. Like when someone sucks at basketball, you're like oh, Abdul-Rahim. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, it, I was thought he was going to be a scorer, and then the dude couldn't handle the moment. So if it fits the bill, then I call you the name. Um, and Corey, no, there's no double rims where I play. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Let's go in here, too. I want to give each Not of on your birthday. <laughs> not on my birthday. No insults to the host on their birthday. Last little bit here. 30 seconds to defend your own roster. We've spent a lot of time, obviously, going over all these all-time Blazers. You all had your own strategies, your own draft selections in mind going into this. So I want to know where your heads were at a little bit, especially based on the results. So we're going to go in draft order here again. And so to remind everyone, draft order was Kyle, Tana, Tyler, Corey, then Derek. So Kyle, we're going to lead it off here. Let me remind the listeners of your team. And then I'm going to give you 15 to 30 seconds to just tell me a little bit about why you went with who you went with. So for Kyle... At the point guard position, he's got Damian Lillard and then shooting guard Steve Smith, Scottie Pippen at the three, Maurice Lucas at the four, Buck Williams at the five. At the six, Wesley Matthews comes into play and coaching his Portland Trailblazers squad is Mike Dunleavy. Kyle, you just hit us with a dab. Explain why you're excited about that roster. <laughs> there are four words that come to mind. I look at this roster. Leadership, versatility, grit, scoring. Just everything you could possibly want in a basketball team. Hot damn, team. that was like, clean. Leadership, you got Dame, Steve, Scotty, and Maurice Lucas. Like, are you kidding me? It's some of the four best leaders of all time in Blazer history. Versatility, all those guys outside of Damian Lillard are capable of playing outside of their, their position. They can guard multiple positions. You got grit. You got the Scotties and the Maurice Lucases, the guys that will literally get on a fight on a court in Danes from Oakland. Like, are you kidding me? Like, the grittiest team of all time. Scoring, I don't need to go through all these guys' numbers, boys. Like, we all know Antana. Sorry, I don't mean to say boys. They're all incredible scorers. Like, to Corey's point, like, he's got that defensive team. That's what he's been hyping on this whole time. I feel like my team's got just as much defensive capabilities as his. So, I feel like my team is, you know, far and away the best team in this draft. Okay, I like it. And, of course, the question was Mike Dunleavy. Not the best manager of personalities. Kyle makes a the point there. He's, he put his leaders right there on the roster, right there on the court. So he's not too worried about the Mike Dunleavy coaching. Worried more about his, strate his strategy and his X's and O's, and Mike Dunleavy can do that at least. Tana, we're going to you. You were the second pick of the draft, and let me remind the listeners of your roster. Point guard, Mighty Mouse, Damon Stoudemire, fan favorite, of course. Very talented player in his own right. Followed by Kiki Vanderway in your shooting guard position. Clyde. 
the Glide Drexler with the second overall pick playing year three. And then Michael Thompson and Jeff Petrie rounding out the four and five with Robin Lopez on the bench. Maybe you reorient the bench a little bit, Robin Starge. You bring off more scoring with Petrie or Thompson. I don't know how you choose to play it, but Terry Stotts is the man to figure it out for your roster. How do you feel? You got 30 seconds here to kind of talk about where your head was at and what you think your team can produce on the court. All right. I think I have a team full of chemistry. We got the heart of Portland, which the trailblazers are known to love. We have a coach like Terry Scott's with Stotts. Wow. Which can bring my team that I currently have to the end. I think I had a little bit of a hiccup and, um, and round, what is that? Five that we can all agree on, but Robin Lopez on the court for long. We got my sixth man to come up and round us off. I don't have much to say for my team other than the fact that it'll be all of yours. So I don't know. Bottoms up, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Well said, Tana. Bottoms up, indeed. Tyler, uh, it's going to be tough to follow Tana's performance there, but your roster consists of very intriguing players in their own right. Rod Strickland, Brandon Roy, Nick Batum, Rashid Wallace, and Yusuf Nurkic. And then off the bench, let's get a little scoring with CJ McCollum. Who's yes. leading the squad? It's Rick Adelman. Oh, my. Ty, you're yeah. excited. I see it. You're, it's tough to contain you right you're now. Excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. You're excited. Let's talk oh, about hey, it. Uh, we're both excited. <laughs> why we're both excited, Connor. Why? Tell me why. I have a team full of talent. And what talent brings you is winning, and what winning brings you is championships, and that is what this team will do. Brandon Roy is the type of player that you can give the ball to at any time, and you can get a clutch basket. Um, something that you can rely on in the playoffs, a person you can just give me the ball, be Roy, go get me a bucket, let's win this game. I got you, coach. I got you, Rick Adelman. And then Sheed putting up big buckets throughout the game to get you to that point. Rod Strickland leading it. Yusuf Nurkic, I'll add you a couple buckets. And CJ, crossover, Hezzy, hey. <laughs> let's go. Um, my team better than all of yours. All right. Tyler Wagenstoss, a strong argument. Strong argument, of course. And Corey, You've made your return to the podcast in in signature fashion, obviously stirring up the controversy, stirring up the heat. And I know you've got a reason and it's got to revolve around toughness. But let me remind the listeners of who's rounding out your bully squad. I mean, this is a team of thickness. This is Lionel Hollins at point guard. This is Cliff Robinson at the shooting guard. Jerome Mercy Kersey at the small forward, I believe. Brian Grant at the four. We got Bill Walton at the five. And D.A. Derek Anderson sniping from the six-man position. Dr. Jack, the only championship coach in Portland Trailblazer history, leading that group of men. I mean, men might not even be a, a right word for that group of meat like in your paint. Just tell me, Corey. Yeah, bitches. It's a lot of physicality, man. And I tell you what, Kyle, if you're feeling a little pressed, I'm the only team you mentioned, which you're clearly feeling pretty high and mighty about yourself. But if you're feeling pressed, if you guys are all feeling like your offense is so high and mighty, let me tell you something that never slumps. Defense never slumps. You can always rely on your defense, your effort and your energy. We got a guy who will always keep us focused. Dr. Jack Ramsey at the head. Are you kidding? We got we got multiple coaches on the floor. We got all the heart you could ask for. We will get our buckets. We will stop you at the half court. It'll be a brick wall you're running into. This team I've got lined up. Oh, God bless America. It's going to be a bloodbath when you guys come into our gym. There's going to be not a contest. Our fans are going to come sit down and absolutely never leave their seats. They're going to have their butts in their seats the whole time because they're, nobody's ever going to elevate over two feet. It's going to be jumpers all day that you're going to miss. We're going to see rebounds on our end. We're going to see stops outside of the paint because you're never going to penetrate it. 
It's going to be an absolute bloodbath of physicality and execution on the offensive end for my team. Alrighty, and I think it's I think we're mocking the, a little bit of the bad boys Pistons here. I, I put that team in your mind, and then throw these Blazers on there, and let's see what happens. Because now that I'm doing that, I'm seeing something I really like, Corey. I'm seeing something I really like. Well done there. Thank you, uh, Derek. You rounded us out. You gave us the back-to-back picks in five and six, and and did a fantastic job. Your roster rounds out with Terry Porter at the point guard position, Jim Paxson at shooting guard, Gerald Wallace at small forward, Lamarcus Aldridge at four. Arvita Sabonis at five, Zach Randolph, your sixth man. You might even put Zebo in there somewhere if you can. I don't know how that would work, but I'd love to see Zebo getting buckets wherever he can. Nate McMillan coaching you. It's going to be a slower game. Talk about your roster for 30 seconds here. All righty. So first off, we got one of the best Blazer contributors and three-point shooting point guards of all time, bringing the ball up and down the court. And not only that, but look at these options he has down low. Who are we going to go with? Are we going to go with Zebo and Sabonis? Are we going to go with Zebo and L.A.? Hell, let's go ahead and go with L.A. and Sabonis. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we got some shooters down low. We got some We got some players with the ability uh, to put back like none other. Did I, Sabonis literally has the best hook shot in the game. And then also, also would argue, but also, we got we got Jim Paxson. Um, I know that he wasn't the best. No, I, you know what? I gave you shit, but I looked at his stats and I was wrong. <laughs> that was a good pick. Down the that one year, he had this one year where he was You're an right. all-star. You're right. Like 30%. I missed. That was a good yeah. pick. I missed that one. I I thought that was a bad pick. I looked back during our break. You were right. Jim Paxton, oh, yeah. not as bad as bad as a pick. Look back at his stats as impact. He he was a good player for the Blazers. Oh yeah. All righty. Now it's going to be up to you, the listeners, to make your decision. We're going to post all five rosters on Instagram. Please, please, please let us know. Uh, Tyler, Kyle, Tana, Corey, Derek all put their hearts out on the line, drafted your favorite Blazers. Let us know who has the best roster. The idea we were thinking for the style of competition you're judging here, just setting a little context. Think March Madness, but every round is three games. So you have a little bit of duration in there, but at each round, the clutch gene is definitely being factored in. All right, that rounds out this episode of the Backyard Blazers. For our guests, Corey Van Domlin, Tana Bagenstoss, just throwing up a little bit. Round six got to her, it sounds like. Uh, <laughs> Derek Sanger, and of course, your Blazer aficionados on every week, Kyle and Tyler. Thank you all five for lending us some of your brilliance. I'm your host, Connor Scott. Until next week, go Blazers. Blazers! As Blake to Roy, this is for the A three wins the series. It's Lillard. He got the shot off. Lillard got it.